You're listening to The Echoes with me, Emily Andrew, the self-development podcast that explores personal stories, powerful tools, and an insight into the wide world of mental, physical, and spiritual health. Get ready to get curious, be inspired, and connect in. Welcome back to another episode of The Echoes. This one's a little bit late if you are listening in real time. And I have no other reason apart from the fact that it just didn't feel quite aligned for me to record. I felt like it would have been a forced process and I just, I'm not about that kind of living at the moment. I don't know about you, but at the end of the year, I get really reflective on what this year has had and I feel like for most of this year I have ended up asking myself where the days have gone, where the months have gone. Um, It feels like there's never enough time in the day to get what I need done and I thought that it would be a really great way to finish off the end of this year by just speaking my truth, checking in and giving you guys an update of where I'm at and what you can expect to see with my work in the future. So I'm not planning to go anywhere with this podcast in terms of having a break or anything like that. But what I do want to make sure of is that I am coming on to share things that I think are important and things that I think are going to help people in their own self-discovery, self-growth, whatever it is, self-understanding, just reconnection, I guess. So I'm not here to just pay lip service for lip service's sake. I'm not going to be putting out episodes just because it's a Tuesday and that's the time I should put out an episode because it sounds good. (laughs) Um, I have ideas and I have plans but I have to really acknowledge myself as a person and my energy and this year has been such a lesson of understanding myself which feels impossible when there has been so much self-discovery in the last 10 years how can I possibly understand? How is there more to learn? Like surely we just know ourselves and we learn our triggers and we learn our, um, you know, our strengths and weaknesses. And that's that. But I think over this year, I've understood that there is further layers and also questioned the ideas of, are these actually my limits? Do I want to keep these you know triggers in place or am I going to do something about it and see if I can change it and see if I can shape my future and it's been a really wonderful journey of understanding and discovering there's been a few methods or um, things tools formats that I've explored this year that have been really enlightening And 
I want to briefly share them with you. I'm not going to go into detail about them because I don't consider myself an expert and hopefully we can I can get people on to share these tools with you if you haven't come across them before. But they are just a beautiful way of really understanding yourself as a person, understanding your energy type, understanding what how you how people perceive you your conscious your unconscious traits characteristics um your gifts your purpose all of these things that I find absolutely fascinating and one of these modalities is called human design and I may have mentioned it briefly sorry I'm just moving (laughs) I may have mentioned it briefly on the podcast before um but human design is a fascinating system that combines lots of different things. It's got astrology, the I Ching, um, the uh, 60, there's something with 64, I can't remember. I told you I'm not an expert. But it combines things together and it creates a, a kind of a chart of yourself and it splits you up into different profiles, different energy, you know, different energy types. And it also can really go deep into your makeup. So there are five different profiles there or types, I should say. There are projectors, generators, manifestors, manifesting generators and reflectors. And projectors, I'm a projector. Um, generators, I think generators and manifesting generators are quite common. Um, I think they make up the most part. Um, I could be wrong. I feel like I'm wrong in that, but there's, so you've got that they're more, they're more common. One of the really rare types is reflectors and, um, they're really interesting people. I only know one reflector in my life and she's, fascinating and brilliant and um wonderful but I'm a projector and one of the key things about projectors is that we don't have consistent energy we're not made up of we don't have this life force energy in our chart so we have to really work on nurturing our energy and doing things that build us up and gave me a lot of validation of why I never really enjoyed working nine to five. Um, I could do it. I was quite successful when I was working for like corporate and that kind of thing, but it just exhausted me uh, mentally, physically, um, emotionally. And it, I, I had a human design reading earlier in the year, right back at the start of the year, actually. Um, with these two women who run Day Luna, which I would definitely recommend if you are interested in learning more about human design. But it was such a validating experience and it was incredible. And it was just such a fascinating way of understanding yourself better, understanding how you make best make decisions, how you, um, you kind of can act and respond and there's a lot of frustrating factors in it because we live in a world that where we're designed to push where we're designed to make things happen where we're designed to work like you know you know nine to five 
and will usually have extra bits on the side. And for some people, they have that energy to sustain that kind of lifestyle. I do not. So I've been trying to honor that a lot more this year. Um, and understanding myself through that lens has been such an eye-opening and wonderful experience, which maybe I will share more if people are interested in hearing more. Um, but I will definitely look at getting an expert on to, to really discuss the benefits of human design. The most recent thing that I did as well, which I actually got into because of the podcast, the Day Luna podcast, was talking about, uh, they, they had a somebody on called Josh Siegel, who is a numerologist. He's one of the best numerologists, um, <clears throat> I think, in the world. Um, he is absolutely fascinating. I booked a reading with him for my Christmas present, and I had it a couple of weeks ago, and I'm still reeling from it. I don't know much about numerology, so I'm not even going to try and attempt to give you an overview, really. All I know is that we have like a set of numbers and that's just de divide, like just decided, I think, mostly by when we were born. Perhaps our name has something to do with it, the name we're given and the place. I don't know. I don't know if that is a factor, but I think for this reading, I just had to give him my birth name and my date of birth but the accuracy of this man for this reading was insane he spoke a lot about you know he explains the types he doesn't ask you lots of questions about yourself he explains you know some of the numbers what this could mean for you and then he does uh, an exploration if you like of your your chart and like the numbers picks out years that might be significant and he said first off um i think he was a bit annoyed because i'd emailed him for my work email which tells him what i do and he was like i don't normally know that and i was like sorry um but I have, I think, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what the, the root of my numbers are, but I had six and seven in my life path, which I think is your lessons and it turns into your purpose. And he talked about six a lot being, a, a, you know, healing, helping. Um, seven has a slight spiritual essence to it. Um, but six, six and seven, that's very much like helping healing. So he was like, you're in the right ballpark. But the thing with you is that you have a three in your chart and three is all about creativity and art and you need to fully integrate that. And it's a real interesting thing because obviously I, when I was growing up, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be on the West End, um, and that was the route I went down until I, you know, I, I ended up having to leave it because of my mental health and my physical health, um, getting to a really low point. And I absolutely adore the work that I do and the route that it, that, that kind of redirect has taken me. But in the last year, I've been wondering, I've been missing that, that side of myself, of that creative singing performing element and I think what really made me realize it this year was being on stage um and presenting EFT workshops to people because 
I just feel at home. Um, I love interacting with people in that way. And it was something, it's something I really want to start to, to lean into more because it feels like it brings some of that, you know, that element. Obviously, I'm not standing on stage and singing at people or pretending to be somebody else. I am being me and presenting something that I'm very passionate about. But it just still had that element um, which I felt very at home when, at home in. And he was talking about, you know, you need to bring this back into your chart, blah, blah, blah. But we'll have a look into it. And he immediately said to me, you know, looking at the patterns, he he said, I'm going to pick out a couple of years and there might be something significant in that year, it might be a bit less insignificant, like, like less um, obvious, but these are kind of the lessons you're here to learn and blah, blah, blah. And he said the first year that he picked out was 2012. And I was like, yeah, that was quite a big year <laughs> because I had got into Mount View. I was aiming, I was going to be starting Mount View in September of 2012. Um, I'd lost my nan uh, to bone cancer. And that was just, uh, you know, awful. And uh, to put it to put it very simply, I think if you listen to last week week's episode with Liz and she remet, he, she kind of spoke about seeing me at university, um, that was quite an interesting insight because obviously I don't really remember that much around that time, but it was a devastating loss. And I found a letter that I'd written um, around that time and. I remember explaining or, or, or describing this grief as this hole, like it was as if this black hole had opened up inside me and I just never ever thought that I would ever feel okay again. Um, and so there was, uh, there was a lot of grief going on there, um, but in I actually ended up, uh, before I could finish my foundation, second year, uh, collapsing in rehearsals and having what I now know was a panic attack, but because I had such low potassium because of my eating disorder, it portrayed itself as, as kind of like almost like a heart attack because my my organs had started to spasm, shut down, that kind of thing. And I was carted off to day treatment. So I went to day treatment. I managed to get well enough to uh, be discharged, kind of went through that. I got well enough to go to drama school for that September coming up and uh, finish my university foundation separately to my my cohort once I was out and better. Uh, but because I, I was on quite a lot of uh, antidepressant medication, I'm, I'm very aware I'm saying uh, a lot, <laughs> sorry. I was on a lot of antidepressant present medication and essentially what happened was that I couldn't stay awake I was having night sweats the doctor said it was nothing to do with the medication but it's interesting because since giving up drinking in 2019 I and and stopping that medication I actually no longer have that so that was an interesting point but um I digress I ended up not being able to sleep I was definitely using alcohol as a coping mechanism because although I was managing to eat and I was, you know, doing everything what, that I thought was right, physically I wasn't there yet. And, you know, I ended up, I talk about it in my book, I ended up essentially having to leave 
very early into my dream course, which then just spiraled my life because I personally just didn't think I had any reason to be to be anymore because I my actress dream being an actress was over. Um, so I kind I didn't really tell him loads of detail, but I gave him the Sparks notes. Obviously, they go I go I can go much more into detail, but I will not bore you with my life story on this podcast. And he was like, "Well, wow, pretty pretty much a wake up call then." It's <laughs> like, yeah, just a little bit, uh, and. It was just fascinating that that was the year that, that he that he picked out out of all of the years of my life. And obviously there's other things that have happened in other years, but that was such a poignant year for me. And we looked at the lessons that came out of that and the understanding and how that had changed. And it was fascinating. And what I absolutely adored about this man was that he is absolutely, he will shake, it's like he shakes you. He physically shakes you out of complacency and tells you what the fuck to do and he swears and he walks around when he's doing this this reading because he's just got all this knowledge and in in his head and it's fascinating and yeah I just it was one of the best experiences of this year for me because he gave me a plan of action to understand right now you need to, you know, you're on your way, you're in the right area, but for you personally to really integrate, you need to bring some of this creativity back into your life. And I have no idea what that looks like right now for me. Um, I'm currently undergoing the, uh, go, going through the book, The Artist's Way, which he specifically said to me, you have to go and read The Artist's Way. Go, go and he was like, go and read The Artist's Way. And I said, you're probably like the fourth person that said to me to look at this book, which I think I downloaded a few years ago, but I never touched. And I said, okay, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll I'll have a look at it, you know, thinking at some point I will, I've got a lot to do, which I will explain why in a minute, but I have a lot to do. And, um, I went to go and see my grandpa a couple of days later, because I teach him Pilates and he he wanted to give me a Christmas present. We went up into his office and sat on the table was the artist's way. And I just gasped out loud. And that wasn't my present. He was going to give me something else, but I just went, I have to read this book. I've been told to read this book. This is, I need to do this. And he gifted it to me and I did try and say don't don't because it was a gift to you but he he wrote to Emily Love Grampy in it and I'm gonna keep it forever because um yeah my uh he's very special to me and I just saw it as a sign of okay I've got to do this book which is a lot of work there's a lot to do but we're doing it we are doing it um so those have been some of the ways that I've further met myself this year and I think that that's something that really needs to be said out loud because I think a lot of the time when you work in when you do a lot of personal development work or you understand yourself you get to a point sometimes and you think this is this it 
is is this it is this where I'm at is this you know as far as I'm going to get to understanding myself or I think sometimes as well when we see coaches online or you know people in public eye or, or they, whatever it is there's a certain element of us that goes oh they must have it all figured out but I think that the key message is that when we when we really commit to ourselves, we will always be on a, a learning, developing journey. Some people hate the word journey, but I really don't know how else to describe it because we are always going to be seeking to understand more, to understand how we can give out more, to give to ourselves more. And I think that to get to a point where you understand yourself enough to understand what triggers you and understand why you've been hurt and why you are the way you are but then you just leave it at that I think that we are limiting ourselves unnecessarily and you know there are moments in our lives where we might do a lot of work and then we'll just kind of stay for a while but there always needs, life is always changing, life is always growing, it's going to be the way, so we can either, you know, try and stop the world, and fight against the change, or we can embrace it, and develop with it, and I think that it's a really interesting question to ask ourselves of how, how am I going to navigate this, Am I going to embrace it or am I going to resist it? And what part of me wants to resist this? Is this because of fear? Is this because I'm not sure if I'm equipped? What can I do that's going to support me in this? And whether that is talking to a friend, whether that is talking to a family member, getting a coach, working with a therapist, doing something that supports you in that is always going to be beneficial. You know, you are going to get much more out of that hour of your life than you are going and shopping for an hour. Um, so if you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen that, or you may not have, because I haven't been that active on it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> again, just trying to embrace the inconsistency and not getting bogged down in that you need to post every single day. Um, I have recently started training to be a cognitive behavioral hypnotherapist, CBT hypnotherapist. I have had my eye on it for a long time and the time just felt really right when I when I signed up in November. And I'm really excited to be able to learn even more skills to be able to support the people that I work with I find that EFT is such a wonderful uh, a wonderful method and the work that I do with clients is so transformative that sometimes I think well I don't need anything else but I think to believe that to, to really sit with that I think that doesn't do myself and the people that I work with enough. I think there always needs to be a certain level of understanding and growth and 
different skills when you are in this field. And for me, you know, EFT itself is not considered a therapy at the moment. You know, it, you are not an EFT therapist when you do EFT as a, when you do the when you do the course. And I think there's a lot of people out there that do the course and then think that they have the ability to, you know, if say that they were working um, at Tesco's and they do an EFT course, and then because of the way that some of the wording and some of the training is you leave almost thinking that you can deal with supporting people going through that kind of, um, you know, going through trauma, which unless you do additional work, you absolutely should not be. Um, I think that there is a real need for us to ensure that we, people working in this field especially, have got that ethical mindset of where where are my limits? It isn't a you know, I'm just going to be able to work with anybody on anything. Because I think with the conversations, especially that we've had on the podcast with Julie, and, um, and, and working with other coaches, it's really important to ensure that we are doing the best. And EFT isn't my only qualification. But I really think that having something really strong and solid that will place me as a therapist is going to be such an exciting next step and next venture. Hypnotherapy and EFT work really well together. um, And I'm really interesting to see how I myself am going to look at merging the two together, whether that be using EFT to help to allow the body to release and bringing hypnotherapy in as a way to create more positive suggestions moving forwards. I don't know. That's the exciting part for me of bringing in something new. So you might start hearing me talking about different things, not just EFT. Um, At this point, I still very much am in EFT and I think I always will be. I think it's an absolutely incredible modality and I hopefully one day we'll be able to get to a point where I'm training others because I'm so passionate about it and I'm so passionate about it being done properly and being used correctly and that is something that I'm really really passionate about I don't think that will be a 2024 thing but you never know um and it's just very exciting to come going into 2024 with this new path and this new focus and I can't wait to bring you into this as well and and give you all the things that I'm learning and and share with you these new ways of supporting you. I don't know if this episode is going to be considered very dull uh, but I just felt like I wanted to get on and just really share my heart and where I'm at at the moment. I think that trying to create for the sake of creating is actually more of a block for me personally. You know, the the get on and just do it attitude doesn't really work for me. I have to feel moved to do something, to say something. And hopefully, because I've come from this place, some of the info in, information in this podcast might be interesting to listen to. 
we will get back to normal service and I will bring you more episodes on specific topics. But I just wanted to do a check-in, a check-in and chat if you like. Um, So if you have got to this point and you've listened and you're here, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for, you know, tuning in and contributing to the echoes and keeping it going by being a listener and I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you've got any questions for me, if you want to know more about human design, I would definitely recommend going to De Luna. There are also other places out there online. De Luna for me is the best that I have found, probably because they're two projectors as well. So being able to understand from a projector is absolute. Projectors are like guides, essentially. Uh, so I find it really, really useful. They've got wonderful podcast and loads and loads of information on their website. Um, I am just fascinated. I've got, I I've started bringing human design in with my client work and I just to understand, you know, the basics, I don't do full readings, but just understanding the basics of how we, how we are and how we work and how, how, how we designed to live really. Um, I've, I'm like I said to, um, Jenny who runs the wild times yesterday that I'm a bit like Dexter, not my dog Dexter, but you know, the, (laughs) the serial killer, um, the TV show, because you know, he keeps blood slides. Well, I seem to be collecting and amassing everybody's human design charts, my friends, my family. Um, I'm just so into understanding and learning more about it. The only difference between myself and Dexter is that I don't murder the people that I have uh, their charts for. So, you know, you can be safe in the knowledge that I am not a uh, a righteous serial killer. <laughs> Do you ever say something and just think, shut up, Emily? If you're interested in looking at a numerology reading, I would just I wouldn't recommend anybody else but Josh Siegel because he is absolutely fascinating. He is a wonderful human being. He will shake you awake. And I think that in this self-development world, there is a lot of feminine energy, which I think is so needed, especially in the world today. We need more love and we need more compassion. But he also gives it like, he also says it how it is. And for me, I love that delivery. He still cares. He still has that that loving aspect to him. But he's very much like, I'm going to tell you what you need to fucking do. And um, I just think it's wonderful. So uh, definitely go and see him. And if you're interested in working with me in the new year, whether you want to use uh, EFT for food issues, for phobias, or just for general life stuff. If you're, if you feel like you're totally blocked on something, if you're stuck, if there is something that is just bothering you and no matter how hard you try, you can't seem to, to stop a habit or a behavior from happening, then get in touch with me. You know, we can have a chat. I can see how we can work together and um, don't forget, I'm going to be continuing with the monthly tapping circles as well. So every month we get together online, hopefully going to bring in some in-person ones in Cheltenham as well for, for those of you that are interested, because I've had a few of you say that they would be. Just a really wonderful, beautiful space to be able to come together and just de-stress, 
bring in what you want to bring in if there is something or just be in a really beautiful environment you know we're becoming more aware of the need to fill our cup and you know you can see people doing retreats now you can see going to a a sound bath or um, you know going to a yoga session and EFT fits in so well in that in a group environment because you can literally come in you don't even have to leave your shit at the door you can bring in and come bring it into the, the circle you can help to process it and then you leave it in the room you don't have to carry that with you anymore and I think it's such a beautiful thing to be able to do so I hope you have a wonderful week I'm so glad you're here and I will see you again soon.